Call or visit allstate.com to save today. Bundled savings discounts will vary by state. Saving up to 25% is a countrywide average of savings off the home policy. Combining the multiple policy discounts or having auto insurance with Allstate and the welcome discount savings at enrollment. New Orleans Pelicans basketball is on the air. Bounce feed to Jonas. Up top, B.I. Straight away three. Good! Buckets! Buckets! Good! Ingram, hook pass, left corner, C.J. Catch and shoot three. Down for McCollum! Hi, this is Todd Graffinini. Join John DeShazer and me as the Pelicans take on the Atlanta Hawks. Sunday at 5 p.m. on ESPN 100.3 New Orleans. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM. KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River. It's time for the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat is on it. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Now, saddle up for a tall glass of sports talk. Here's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Well, at the start of last hour... We spoke with Larry Holder of The Athletic in that time that it took to speak with him. Got a tweet from Kyle Pitts. Things about to get scary in Atlanta. Everybody speculated it meant Deshaun Watson. He deleted it. Oh, no. What does that mean? He then tweeted again that he was in reference. No, he was referencing, rather, um, a teammate, a cornerback that had joined the Falcons two years, 11 million, and it was not. Deshaun Watson. So that's what that was. As we wait, it does look like it is between the Saints and the Falcons. The Browns earlier today were told that they are out of the running. And, you know, obviously it's, we're all about Baker Mayfield. Oh, Kyle Pitts has tweeted again. He said, uh, let's relax and, and just breathe and take a breath. So, there you go. Again, he was talking about cornerback Casey Hayward, two years, 11 million. Now, after that, I referenced at the end of last hour that I wanted to reference a tweet from Aaron Wilson at Aaron Wilson underscore NFL covers uh, the NFL for Pro Football Network. And he um, put right out there right after that. New Orleans Saints very much still a strong contender for Deshaun Watson with Atlanta Falcons, the other top candidate for him to waive his no-trade clause for, according to league sources. Many are speculating that that came out and was told to Aaron to, to let the Saints know, hey, look, we, we still may want some ante or something like that. I, I don't know if it's really at that point. I, I think at this point, compensation's compensation. Or, or do you do you think it's literally both teams trying to add a little bit more? I don't know if it's that. I don't know if it's that. Now, I saw some tweets out there, and yes, Roy sent me some. Of somebody saying, oh, it's the Falcons, and he's trying to pair up with other players to come in there. That could be the case. I don't know. But it it, it does seem like an answer is going to come here within the next couple of hours, if not soon. So that's one tweet I was, uh, one tweet I was referencing. The other one is Jeremy Fowler from ESPN at J Fowler ESPN tweeting. After asking around, feeling is Falcons have stood strong in the Sean Watson's process. And Watson has felt the love as far as the team's plan and recruitment. With many people reaching out, Falcons can load in 2023 with ample cap space short term, can add free agent receivers and running back pieces. As of this afternoon, Panthers, Saints, and Falcons hadn't been eliminated. Saints have been firmly in the mix. The chance to win big and win soon is high on Watson's priority list. New Orleans offers that in a short term. Panthers good roster as well. So that's, again, the latest. That is where we are. 800-998-1003. Mike Silver's going to join us at 115. At 130, we may quickly check in with Tim Grubbs. Again, just waiting for this news. I'm going to have it open to where we can go. Ross Jackson is scheduled for 215 regardless from Locked On Saints to discuss where we are in this matter. 
We've also had a very good in- conversation from Orlando to other phone calls, one angry midget, you name it. Walter, you are next. Uh, as people voice their opinions, because, look, it, it seems inevitable one way, shape, or form here, it's going to happen. Oh, I forgot. One more thing to reset here. Walter, as we welcome you, I'll say hi to you first. How are you, Walter? Yeah, how you doing? Uh, I just went on the Atlanta website, and this guy, I think it's Pitt, wherever it is, player for Atlanta. He has the same agent as Winston. Yeah, it's Cal Pitts, yeah. Right, and he kind of put where he knows where he's going then it, on the Twitter, and then he, he re, and then he deleted it. So, uh-huh. To me, it looks like he's going to Atlanta. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. You know? Well, and I, just, gonna... I just referenced that, Walter, that he deleted it, and then he d- tweeted again saying he was referencing a cornerback that was signed by the team, Casey Howard. Then he said, yeah, I... quote, this is what I was talking about, exclamation mark, my dog back home. Then he tweeted again, let's relax and take a breath with a couple of crying emoji faces. Right. So that's what well, he was referencing you... to that. Sure. Let me ask you a question. If we lose him, do we have a chance to get the line of quarterback? Matt Ryan? Yeah. It's a lot of cap on that, and I don't know if that's the rate you go, especially after Josina Anderson, uh, who covers the NFL, just put on Instagram about 15 minutes ago uh, that she spoke to Jameis Winston. And Jameis Winston said that he has spoken to the Colts, and that he has spoken with the Saints, who have made an offer earlier this offseason. So the Saints have already made an offer to Jameis Winston. So my guess, Walter, would be, because of that, if Winston picks Atlanta, my guess is Jameis Winston would then have to decide, obviously, between the Colts and the Saints. But my guess is the Saints are ready to go with Jameis. Well, I'll put it this way. If that happens, we won't win on it. The next five years, we won't win our division one time, okay? Okay. So you're all in on Deshaun, huh? Well, Sean, I'm not. We can't win with with uh, with, with Winston. Either you got to you got to either trade draft charts and get a rookie quarterback because you can't win with. You him. would rather I go mean, with a rookie you, quarterback than Jameis Winston? He was five and two yeah, last yeah. year before oh, he tore his okay. knee. Well, put it this way: you think Winston, you think Winston's going to get him to win the to win the NFL? I, I, I mean, the South Division. I doubt it. I, I, I absolutely think that he is capable of winning the NFC South. That's why I said before even Tom Brady came back. I said, especially with Tom not back, I'd have thought with Winston and the roster that's coming back. I mean, keep in mind this. Keep in mind this, Walter. Okay, and I'm not saying these are excuses. That this is facts and reality here. He lost the starting center on this offensive line in the first series of the year last year. He didn't come back to, you know, five, six, seven, eight games later. Neither tackle was healthy last year in Armstead or Ramchek. The receiving core was abysmal. Okay. By the way, Traquan Smith has visited the Atlanta Falcons today. Have at it. Um, Michael Thomas. I understand what, I understand what you're no, no, but what I'm Understood. saying, dude, the tight end position was terrible, and the guy was still five and two before he got hurt, and probably on their way to winning the game against the Bucks with him. I just, I'm just saying, Walter, like I, I can't sit there and say that a rookie quarterback in this class would come on and be better than a guy that knows the offense. Well, you might be right, but I'm saying with all these guys healthy, you think we had a chance to win our division last year if these guys were healthy? They, they I don't shut think, out, I don't think we'd have beat Tampa. But they did in Tampa last year with Taysom Hill as your quarterback. They shut out Tom Brady. I mean, they did. You understand that? Okay. And then it looks like the Saints wouldn't eliminate Hill from playing quarterback ever, you know? I got no problem with that. I mean, packages, sure, that's fine and dandy. But, I mean, I look, I, he's not the guy that's going to be, that I think should be the guy back there regardless um, all the time. But you know what? It'll be interesting if they get Watson, if he's suspended. Who's your quarterback? Is it Hill or do they go get a Mar- Marcus Mariota or something of that nature? You know? be interesting, wouldn't it? Right. Okay. Well, they could be good. They could keep their draft choice. If they don't get him, they could keep their draft choice. So if they got a I, great, a good quarterback coming out next year, not just that's next year, exactly they can right, trade Walter. and get somebody. That's exactly right, Walter. That's oh. how I feel about it. I, I, I'm okay with whatever it is that they do. I, I won't cry if another team gets Deshaun Watson because you know how I sort of feel about that to an extent. And if they do get him, well, 
you know, here you go. Here's your risk. You're betting okay, that, that guy can win it. What is the chances of getting him? What is your chance of things up the Saints getting him? Right now, I think it was yeah. probably 60-40, and I still think it's 60-40. I think, I think the, the desire to go home apparently is very strong and, and play in his hometown. And I do think if you look at it from the perspective that it's probably going to be two years for either team to realistically be contenders just because of what you're giving up and him not playing possibly. If now, if he doesn't get suspended, which I have a hard time believing, but if he only gets suspended two to four games, you're already going to be without Kamara. Like how many wins are you going to get if he doesn't play four, six, eight, ten games? So if he's suspended ten games no matter where he goes, that team's not winning. If you're the Falcons, you got about ninety million in cap space next year. Next year they don't win, fantastic. They pick in the top ten, maybe in the top five, get a top player, they got ninety million to spend, and then Deshaun knows the offense, he's been there a year, and then in two years they can be a playoff team. Okay. The only good thing I say is the Saints usually never want to give up draft choice for a player, but at least right. they really try and to do to make this thing work, and I'm very, and uh, at least they're trying to get to get a quarterback for the future. You know what I'm talking about? That's what this is, Walter. Gail Benson flew to Atlanta yesterday to meet with Deshaun personally, so there is no doubt that the organization's 100 percent in. Thank you for the phone call, man. Appreciate it. Okay, have a good day. You too, man. Happy St. Patty's Day to you, Earl. I, I'm 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 a little afraid to come to you, sir. Have you been enjoying the block party yourself? Hey, Goose, I'm at work, man. Where's the block oh, party at? Oh, the block party's 30 Magazine. It's the famed Irish Channel block oh. party. You know what that is. Um, by the way, uh-oh, I might have, might have picked right. Michigan, 70 to 61 as a free throw is just made by Colorado State. They still got another one on the charity stripe here, but 55 seconds remain. So Michigan has come back. They're the 11 seed. Colorado State a six seed. So we could have our first upset of the day coming up, man. Did you fill out your brackets? Uh, no, I have not. I've, I've been a little busy, Gus. Uh, uh, do I have time or, or is it too late? No, it's, it's over, man. The games have started, so you're done. Yeah. You're toast. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, it's all over. Yeah. It's, uh... <laughs> hey, Goose, uh, look, I think he's going to Atlanta, man. And okay. this, hey, Goose, hear me out. Yeah. I don't think James is, look, if, if, if you was an employee and they, and they were doing this to woo this other people, Man, wouldn't you be pissed off and be like, I don't even want to play for your ass no more. I think Jameis is going to go to the Colts or somewhere. I mean, you agree with that, Gus? I don't think – I think the Saints are going to catch themselves in a in, in a in a catch bag here. And, and Am I wrong on this or what? I mean, it's like I, – I can't, I can't imagine that you don't have some sort of personal feeling, right, one shape or form. But, I mean, this, this is a man right. in Jameis Winston that got drafted by the Bucks and – you know, they didn't buy or, or believe in him as well. Now, granted, you can say, well, they eventually got Tom Brady out of chosen him, too, and they did win a Super Bowl. And then he comes here, gets an opportunity to start, then he gets hurt. He is coming off of a knee injury. Clearly, you saw the Browns be like, hey, look, Deshaun Watson's Deshaun Watson. we got to try to make a play. You see other teams doing it. Uh, I guess part of you, though, as a human, probably sits there and be like, well, if you if you thought I was the franchise guy you wouldn't be going after Deshaun Watson willing to give up three so I think yep, there is yep. some sort of part as a human being that you don't sit there and be like wow okay so I get I'm your second option that's fine um now how do players and how do people react to that do people react to that as you know putting your head down it's the same thing like when you're you think you're going to be a starter or you get demoted and you're off the bench and not a starter how do you battle back with that right the pels you saw with jackson hayes he's they either get to work or you complain it's one or the other right so um i i think as Josina anderson reported by speaking personally to Jameis winston he has spoken to the colts but he did mention to her the saints have made an offer so I, I think at the end of the day, which is why I say, if you don't get him and he goes to Atlanta, I'm good. I'll take my chances with the team that's coming back. That means you probably lose to Ron Armstead, which, again, you're going to have more money to spend by not having to get him in the deal. 
You have your three first round picks. You can use next year. You can use now. You can do whatever you want. You should have your receivers back. You'll keep, you know, whoever it is that you're going to throw in. Word is it could have been Ruiz or Chauncey Gardner Johnson. So I, I'm okay. Like I'm, I'm, if a tweet comes across at any second that says the Atlanta Falcons, great. And guess what? That rivalry just got even better. I mean, like, like I'm great. Great. Hey, Goose, I'm okay with, hey, Goose, if that happens. Yeah. What does what does it and, and uh, you know me I've always been in a win mode and, it, and hopefully we get Winston to come back. What does the Saints have to do to to get the NFC Championship game this year or next year in your own eyes? Because we got the defense to do it. We need we need a wide receiver, couple of we need to get back in the Super Bowl, go to the NFC Championship. Yeah. I mean I, I'm I'm tired of this. You agree? What do we have to do to get there this year or next year if we don't get Deshaun Watson? A, get healthy compared to last year. Obviously, find your right. quarterback. You know, I mean, you, you could have been a playoff team last year despite a ton of different things. That's why I keep saying this team is very talented, and I do think that they are closer to the playoffs than not. I mean, that's legitimately why I believe. And, you know, barring, again, biblical-type stuff, and I'm not making fun, but, I mean, literally, you had COVID take out the team's staff, COVID take out the team's players, that Dolphin game. You had unhealthy offensive linemen. Your star receiver never played. You lost your starting quarterback. I mean, like, if all of those things don't happen, they're a playoff team. So I'm just yeah. going by by yeah. odds. Right. The odds of all of that happening again <laughs> seem uh, really uh. low to me. But anyway, thank you, uh, Earl. Appreciate the hey, time. Dude, I got to get the coach week, baby. Yep, for sure. Happy St. Patrick's Day to you. We'll take a quick break. We come back. Head coach of the Colonels will join us next on ESPN New Orleans. Great news for our video poker players, Cash Magic LaRose has reopened. Yes, Cash Magic LaRose is open and bigger and better than ever in our brand new casino right here in LaRose on Highway 308. So come on in and win. You'll always be a VIP Cash Magic. Gambling problem 877-770-STOP. At Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat Homa, you can get a great deal on a Ram today. Check out all of their new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. RTC, ETEL, and Vision have always led the way in communications. A network built for every possibility. Internet, TV, voice, and security. And now, we're moving faster than ever before, propelling us forward into the future. That's what we call revolution. And the revolution is closer than you think. RTC, ETEL, and Vision are now Rev. New name, same company. Learn more at Let'sRev.com. Hi, I'm Mike Gwynn with Gwynn Auction Company, and I would like to invite you all to our upcoming public auction on Saturday, March 19th at 10 a.m. in Jennings, Louisiana. This auction will feature late model Caterpillar equipment in addition to selling surplus equipment and vehicles for government entities, contractors, and lending institutions. To view our inventory or bid online, go to GwynnAuctions.com. When searching us on maps, simply search Gwynn Auction Company. We look forward to seeing you at the auction. El Paso Mexican Grill and Steakhouse Highway 1 in Raceland features fantastic, authentic Mexican food and steaks. They have great lunch specials Monday to Fridays, plus enjoy happy hour from 3 to 7 p.m. with two-for-one margaritas. And on Fridays, it's two-for-one margaritas from open to close, plus live music on Friday evenings. El Paso Mexican Food and Steakhouse on Highway 1 Raceland. Everybody listen up. Let's hear it. Call us at 800-998-1003. Answer that phone. Or tweet us at ESPN Radio NOLA. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Thursdays, we like to talk to a couple of head coaches. Some baseball teams here. Matt Reiser at 
1245. And at 115, Mr. Mike Silver from the Colonels joins us. Uh, coach, I will do my best to pay attention. No, I'm kidding. I'm watching March Madness, though, as Michigan just upset Colorado State. Uh, we, we know what happens on Thursdays and Fridays. Everybody multitask, sir. But you guys had a game last night, so let's talk a little bit about that. Good afternoon. How are you today? I'm doing good, man. I'm locked, I'm locked into the basketball as well. I don't know if there's, there's a better you know sporting <laughs> event in the world, so I think everybody's locked in on it. Right, no doubt. It's always fun to try to predict, and then you have the unpredictability of that here as well. Since we last spoke, sir, you had a win over St. Thomas, ten nothing in that one. Then you went up north, and or actually you, you hosted ULM, and you lost two or three, two tight games though, ten eight and two to one. The other one was five to two, but a, a tough series to lose because you were right there and able to get those wins, huh? Yeah, we were. You know, we're still learning as a team and growing, and it's just like last night. You know, just just really learn how to win the tight games, understanding you know how, how big you know how how big the how big and how small the separation and winning and losing at this level is. You know, we made an error last night in a tight in a tight game, and it cost us three runs, and we lost you know five to three. And you have two earned runs on the road against a really good Tulane team. The same thing early in the Monroe game uh, on Friday. You know, we just we just really weren't ready to go from the get go. We didn't get a good start, and then uh, we made some mistakes defensively. And you, know, you dig yourself a hole against really good teams. You're not going to have an opportunity to win. But um, look, the same guys that are making some of the mistakes are, are making some big time plays when we're winning. So we're just trying to find that consistency and that growth, and and also overcome some guys that are out hurt. You know, West Hoops out for the year with an injury, and you know, having different guys step in the lineup and try to really solidify those open holes, I guess, right now and, and show that they can do it on a consistent basis. So we're just trying to find some sort of consistency as a team. Mm-hmm. When you take a look at last night, it, it is interesting, right? Uh, walks and errors, well, they, they're tough to overcome. Only one last night. But as you just mentioned, you think the timing of it was really the issue, huh? Yeah, it was huge. You know, we'd have been off the field. And, and look, uh, Barker Cadu's been playing shortstop at a really high level for us. So we wouldn't have beat Memphis. Uh, we wouldn't have beat him one game probably without him in the lineup or what he's been doing defensively or offensively. And, you know, he's definitely shown growth. He had a big hit for us late in the game last night. And, uh, you know, after he made the error, and I'll be honest with you, about, you know, six, seven months ago, I don't think he could overcome that. And, and it's just one of those things, part of the growth for him. You're going to unfortunately make him sometimes. We think making him at the, the, the most inopportune times. But, uh, you know, when you're trying to take a program that really hasn't won in a really long time and give him a win, that's, mm-hmm. that's kind of the, some of the, the self-inflicted things that we have to stop doing. And, and then, honestly, we, we hadn't got a big hit in the last four games, even the ones we've won. We really haven't come up with that big hit to change the game. I think last night Tulane took advantage of our mistake. They had the bases loaded and, you know, hit that double in the gap. And then offensively, we had two or three chances last night to get a big hit with the right guys at the plate, to be honest with you. We had mm-hmm. the guys that we would have picked to be up there, and they just they just hadn't got it done. And it's baseball, and it's hard, and, and, and that's part of it, especially on the offensive side. So, you know, hopefully we haven't met our quota, and hopefully our best baseball is ahead of us, and most of our big hits are still in front of us. That's, that's the, kind of the difference in the game last night, one swing of the bat on either side of the ball, and it's a different game. That's where I was going to go to next, Coach. Seven left on base, the old phrase, timely hitting, right? Timely hits. It's just, just as important as earning that walk, making the key defensive play, base running, all of that. It's what makes baseball a fun sport to watch, but also maybe sometimes painful because it's right there. Just put it in play or or just ha- find some sort of uh, grass there for the ball to fall in, huh? Yeah, for sure. And then the other part is like really, like really liking the challenge of facing a good arm. You know, Tulane's a really good team and a really good arm. The Welch kid threw last night. He's a freshman. Uh, he was really good for five innings. I mean, really good. Kind of ran out of gas there in the sixth and we, and we got him off the mound. They went to the bullpen. But when you're facing really good arms, you know, they're, they're not going to give you any cookies. So really be on the stick to your approach. And our physical effort has been tremendous really since the day I got here. And I'm, I'm grateful for that with our guys. Sometimes our aptitude level and our willingness to really understand the game and pressure, pressure pack moments, slow it down and then really mm-hmm. trust what you're trying to do. It's not quite there. And I think that's why you're not seeing the timely hitting, especially when you're facing good arms. Those guys are usually going to make their best pitches or they're going to bring their best bullpen arm out in a pressure cooker in a matchup situation to, you know, to obviously his job is to get you out. And so we're still learning. Um, but I love the compete in our guys. I love the fight in our guys. I have a lot of confidence in our guys and I still think our best baseball is in front of us. So. I'm excited about uh, starting conference here in about a week. Yep. Speaking of uh, starting out in front of you, as we mentioned uh, a couple of weeks ago, since you joined us here on Thursdays, still the weekend series that you were able to come up with, which you're kind of not too upset about, right? Kind of gives you a chance to kind of reset and get ready because it's the Cajuns in Thibodeau on Tuesday. And then next weekend, 
Aaron Hammond to take on Matt Reiser's team, a team that just beat Ole Miss yesterday. Yeah, and they're really good. Let's let's just call it what it is. You know, Southeastern's program has been tremendous over you know the last shoot since Jay got there, and uh, you know, and we're we're trying to get to that level, and we want to beat those guys, and we want to we want to be the preseason team to pick to win the conference. They're picked to win the conference, and you know they showed what they're capable of doing against Ole Miss. You know, the other night beat the number one team in the country, and uh, they're going to be really tough. And obviously, the Cajuns, that's a program that's been in Omaha, and again, very well coached team. Uh, you know, I, I, they're extremely difficult. They challenge you in so many ways on both sides of the ball. Um, so it's exciting to play against those teams. And just like playing Tulane last night, so I told the guys after the game, they're measuring stick games. You kind of find out where you're at. You get exposed a little bit. You find out how close you really are. And I feel like we've been close in all these games. And right. look, our program's going to get there. There's going to be a moment when we're going to be the favorite to go play those games. I know that our facilities probably don't match up, but our players will and our coaches do. And, uh, you know, I'm excited about it. I'm excited about playing Southeastern on the road. What an opportunity against such a great team that's got great tradition. And we're the preseason last pick in our league. We're not supposed to win. And, you know, Southeastern's a preseason number one consensus pick to win our league. So, right. I mean, what an opportunity for us to go on the road and, uh, and give them all they want at their place. Yeah, no doubt. Um, what do you plan on doing this weekend? You plan on playing like some practice innings, some games, some rest, or, or, or kind of a, a little of everything? Yeah, you know what? We're banged up pretty bad right now. We're going to have a really good practice today. The guys are out there getting some early work in now. Uh, we're going to have a really good practice today and probably use our full amount of time. And then I'm giving the team actually Friday and Saturday off, um, get caught up on their schoolwork. And, you know, we've spent some time on the road this year. And so get them caught up on their schoolwork. Obviously, academics are really important. And uh, sometimes they get neglected. The college baseball season, I think, is the most challenging for the kids academically. And so they're going to have some time to get caught up on their schoolwork, get some rest, rest their minds. And then uh, we'll, we'll reconvene Sunday night for practice and Monday. And then we'll play on Tuesday. And uh, mm-hmm. hopefully we can get healthy, you know, and get some guys back in the lineup that have been a little bit dinged up. And, and you know what? Like, it's kind of like the all-star break, the way I'm looking at it. I didn't want this weekend open. Now that it is, sometimes – you know, it, sometimes it turns into a blessing, and hopefully we can uh, kind of recharge the batteries and be ready to go on Tuesday night. Coach, as always, appreciate the time and a close one last night. Um, five to three was the final. Next Tuesday, it's the Cajuns over there at Thibodeau, and then you head on over to Hammond to start conference play. So it's here. Uh, good luck, as always. Always appreciate the time when you chime in. Thanks, guys. Man, I really appreciate everything you guys do and you guys having us, man. Take care. Have, enjoy March Madness. Yeah, absolutely. I'm uh, about to go through those scores here in a quick second to see how I'm doing on my brackets. Head coach Mike Silva of your Colonels on in his baseball team. Every Thursday, we chat with him at 115, so we always are appreciative of that time here as well. All right, let's give you the scoreboard update. I got two minutes before I hit the break, so I will go over it. I did wind up winning that game. Yay, Michigan, number 11 over number 6, Colorado State, 75-63 is your final. So that's the first upset in the first game of the day. South Dakota State giving Providence all that they want. 223 remaining. If you want to go check that out, it's on True TV. Providence a four seed. South Dakota State a 13. It's 58-53. I also picked Memphis over Boise State. A 9-8 matchup. The Tigers are the ninth seed. It's 30-19. 232 left in the first half. That's on TNT. On TBS, Norfolk State and Baylor the Bears are up 27-10, 10-44 left in the first half. Those are the four game those are the three games in action. The next one to tip off will be at 150 on CBS, Longwood and Tennessee. 210 is Richmond and Iowa. 315 TNT Georgia State Gonzaga 330 on TBS Marquette North Carolina at 550. It's New Mexico State and Yukon at 610 on CBS St. Peter's and Kentucky at 620 TBS Indiana and St. Mary's. I picked the Hoosiers in this one. Creighton and South uh, and San Diego State at 627 on True TV. Vermont and Arkansas 820 on TNT. At 8.40 on CBS, San Francisco and Murray State. At 8.50 on TBS, Akron and UCLA. I just read this gave their their head coach a a six-year extension there. And the final game tonight, 8.57 p.m. True TV, Texas Southern taking on number one ranked um, Kansas. Now, the number one overall seed in the entire tournament is Gonzaga. But again, uh, we'll keep you posted on that. 134 now left in the second. Providence 58, South Dakota State 54. Can we have a buzzer meter? Let's see. Let's find out. Quick break. We come back. Let's check in with Tim Grubbs. Again, 
just a quick five, seven minutes. Uh, first spring training games of the year are underway. Some quick story headlines. I am absolutely keeping you posted and seeing if there's any news whatsoever going around. I'll reset things here as well. Ross Jackson from Locked On Saints is joining us at 2.15 as we await the Deshaun Watson news. It looks like it's the Saints and Falcons. And by what I've seen in the last hour and a half, it looks like the Saints are trying to convince Deshaun Come here. Don't worry about going home. It looks like home is a it's a big pull for Deshaun right now in Atlanta. Quick break. It's the Sports Hangover. And you're home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans. A grade C is just average. A grade B, better. But an A? An A is excellent. And an A is what Thibodeau Regional earned for patient safety from the LeapFrog Group, a leading healthcare quality and safety organization. This A in patient safety is yet another confirmation of Thibodeau Regional's commitment to providing patients with the highest quality, safest care. RTC, ETEL, and Vision have always led the way in communications. A network built for every possibility. Internet, TV, voice, and security. And now, we're moving faster than ever before, propelling us forward into the future. That's what we call revolution. And the revolution is closer than you think. RTC, ETEL, and Vision are now Rev. New name, same company. Learn more at letsrev.com. Add a little excitement to your sports watching experience and make every moment more by betting on all the action on FanDuel Sportsbook. Their app is simple to use and they've got great odds on all different betting markets. Right now, FanDuel is letting you place your first bet risk-free up to $1,000. What are you waiting for? Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started and be sure to sign up with promo code PLAY. That's FanDuel Sportsbook. Promo code PLAY. Twenty North Lesson present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Refund issues non-withdrawable site credit that expires in seven days. Max refund $10. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Same game parlay available for multiple sports in all states on mobile and web. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-797-7777 or visit ccpg.org in Connecticut. 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Virginia. 1-800-770-STOP in Louisiana. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York, Tennessee. Redline 1-800-889-9789 and visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. Real sports. Give us a hot spoonful of your opinion. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. We'll speak with Tim Grubbs here in a matter of seconds as we will chat with him about the very latest as spring training games uh, are get set to get going. All right, let me give you the very latest before we get to Tim. Jeremy Fowler from ESPN tweeted this 12:54, asking around, feeling his Falcons have stood strong in Deshaun Watson's process, and Watson has felt the love so far as the team's plan and recruitment. With many people reaching out, Falcons can load up in 2023 with ample cap space. Short term can add free agent receivers and running back pieces. As of this afternoon, Panther Saints Falcons hadn't been eliminated. Saints have been firmly in the mix. The chance to win big and win soon is high on Watson's priority list. New Orleans offers that in short term. Panthers good roster as well. Seems like it's the Saints and Falcons. Now, Josina Anderson tweeted, I just spoke with quarterback Jameis Winston, who told me he's had conversations with both the Colts and the Saints. Saints already have made an offer earlier this offseason. Winston in very good spirits, he told me, quote, I still view myself as a start in this league, and that's what I'm looking for, close quote. So that kind of gives you an idea there. There was a tweet earlier around 12.05 from Kyle Pitts who said things are about to get scary in Atlanta. He then later clarified, because everyone freaked out, that he was referencing the signing of cornerback Casey Hayward. Quote, this is what I was talking about, exclamation mark, my dog back home, 
He then tweeted again, let's relax and take a breath. So that's where we are. So as we bring in Mr. Tim Grubbs, literally, that's his uh, Twitter handle, at Mr. Tim Grubbs. Tim, we're going to talk baseball. If I see something, I may cut you off. No, I'm kidding. Um, how are you, bud? <laughs> but uh, Hey, uh, I'm doing great, but aren't things always scary in Atlanta? That is very true, and that's why we still love you. You can still live in Wichita, but you know exactly how to get to a New Orleanian's heart. Um, so, look, we had a flurry of signings as late as this week as spring training literally begins today. I just saw the Cubs tweet, let's play two. I looked up the um, the schedule and games. I'm going to be in the Phoenix area this weekend. I looked it up first and foremost. I got sticker shocked, man. I I didn't know that spring training games are 87 bucks, if not higher, in a lot of places. Well, only, like, I, Arizona is much more expensive than Florida. And if you're looking to go to Cubs, you're really spending some money. I just left, um, I was in Fort Myers all week. I just got back to Wichita early this morning. And um, obviously their first game is today. They're playing right now against the Red Sox. And, uh, you know, the ticket prices in Florida aren't nearly as bad, at least not for Twins or some of the other teams that, right. you know, I'm familiar with. It probably is expensive with the Yankees. Who knows? I mean, well, I tell you what, must I be, it's expensive at, Yan- at Red Sox as well. Must be some really good grass because I could sit. They have like two levees, kind of like what, you know, the Zephyrs and, and right. uh, I used to have back here. Um, I could sit on the lawn for $40. That's pricey. <laughs> just to watch a bunch of double a guys that, you know what I mean? in a I game that you, doesn't in a game that doesn't count <laughs> the, the twins lineup today is a lot of guys i know you know we're yeah. affiliated with minnesota so I mean, it's a lot of the guys that <laughs> right. i'm used to so that's kind of crazy that you're paying <sighs> that much money but yeah i think the flurry of free agents it's weird baseball and football free agency going on at the same time i don't recall that ever happening before mm-hmm. but um you know, I'm sure most of the signing, I let a lot of the guys are signed, but there's still a few out there yet, and I'm sure it'll all be resolved here shortly. I mean, opening day is just a few weeks away. Yeah, you text me that um, you don't think Chris Bryant's decision to go to Colorado was a smart one. Now, he got paid now to go over there. You got paid. You got paid. <laughs> now, you, you would think it, that. You know, hey, the, the thin air up there, seven years, 182 million. You know, he's going to, I mean, the weather is beautiful there. It's, it's going to be gorgeous, but you don't think that was the right move for him? I don't think so. I mean, I don't think, first off, I'm going to say it both ways. I don't understand what either party is doing. Um, this is a Rockies team that didn't resign Trevor Story, one of the better players in the game. Uh, they traded away Nolan Arenado, was it last year, to the Cardinals and paid off half of his contract because they just didn't want to have all that big debt. You know, so I don't really understand what – I don't know if there's two schools of thought with the Rockies, like, hey, let's get rid of our two best players and go get, you know, somebody else's best player and pay the money. So I'm kind of confused what message the Rockies are giving. And then for KB, you know, I mean, he's a guy that's had a great career. And, yeah, he'll probably put up huge numbers in Colorado, but – they must have told them that they're going to turn the corner there because, I mean, I I like him as a player. He's been mm-hmm. fun to watch. I, I thought he, you know, obviously did a phenomenal job in Chicago, but he might turn into Mike Trout 2.0. We might not see him anymore because I don't know if we'll see the Rockies in the postseason anytime soon uh, unless they start doing things a little bit different. So we have had a watch, right, for – Deshaun Watson. There was a watch for Freddie franchise. The, the the Braves fans are not happy. The media is not happy. They feel that the deal that he struck with the dreaded, hated, ridiculous Los Angeles Dodgers is one that they could have had over there in Atlanta. $162 million deal to the evil empire again. I mean, I, I again, this is why I I need to have a salary cap. I mean, really, let's just go pick the best player from every team and put him in Dodger blue, dude. Really? Yeah, no, it's just it's just the way the Dodgers are doing it and obviously and, and be be ready because the Mets with Steve Cohen as their owner is probably going to be very similar on the other coast. He he spent a lot of money this winter, um mm-hmm. and I think he's just going to continue to spend money. Obviously, even though they resolved things with the collective bargaining agreement, and thank God they did, but I don't think the big picture for for people that like small market teams really isn't corrected. 
And I still think even with the universal DH, and some people may like it, some people may not, and I think the players think that that was a big score uh, because now all of a sudden the National League's going. You no longer, if you're a Nelson Cruz or a Kyle Schwarber or whoever, you, you can only be a DH. You can only sign with half the league because a lot of people, National League people might not want those guys. But I think in the end, that, that actually costs players some money because now the versatile utility guy who can pinch it and do double switching, they're not as valuable as they were, you know, like they would have been in the National League in years past. What are some of the other, I guess, free agent acquisitions or signings since we last chatted again that maybe some baseball fans uh, didn't pay attention to that you think are big? Yeah, I mean, there's several. I mean, there's still a couple of guys out there. I mean, and there's still some teams that, you know, obviously Oakland sell off. You know, they they got rid of Olsen and Chapman, and, you know, uh, Chapman ended up in uh, Toronto and Olsen ended up in Atlanta. And I guess if, you know, obviously when Olsen landed in Atlanta earlier in the week, he knew Freeman wasn't coming back. They weren't going to have both. So I think the writing is on the wall. I mean, he knew Freddie was going to end up with the Blue Jays or the Yankees. And then when the Yankees did their signings, you knew he wasn't going there. So, um, But there are some, and, and it's still early in spring training. It's going to be interesting because it's a quick ramp-up period. Um, opening day is just three weeks away. So um, it's going to be very similar to the summer of 2020 where those guys only had three weeks. They're going to have to really baby them into the season. You know what I mean? Because I, they're not going to be fully stretched out, especially if you're a starting pitcher. You're not going to be able to go deep mm-hmm. early in the season because you just haven't had a whole lot of work unless they did it on their own, which you know they all are. This isn't 1980s baseball anymore. These guys came into camp you know, in shape, but at the same time, right. you don't want to have a flurry of injuries like we saw in 2020 with that shortened season. Uh, obviously, as the games now start, and as you said, uh, you know, the the start of the regular season is just right around the corner. Was it two, two and a half weeks, really, that they, they kind of start getting going here? Yeah, I think April 7th is uh, Major League Baseball opening day, at least for a lot of franchises. So, yeah, it's right around the corner. It'll be – they're going to run right up against the Masters right out of the chute. So, uh, you know, TV ratings, it'll be – a lot of people watching uh, a lot of TV that first weekend of baseball. Yeah, I see it. Thursday, April 7th, Cubs take on the Brewers, and then your dreaded Pirates coming up here on Tuesday and Wednesday, April 12th and second, uh, 12th and 13th. And they will probably be dreaded by then. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be dreading I went nuts. I don't know what got into me. I guess the excitement of last week. I, I literally went and picked it up today. It came in, you know, at a store here locally. I... Carver's got new shirt. I got him a cap. It's supposed to be in next week. I just, and I know I'm setting myself up for disappointing by the time we play your Pirates. I know. I just, hey, you guys made a big signing. You signed the Japanese player who had yes. 35 home runs. Suzuki, right? The, uh, Japanese Central League. So, you know, and some of those are great. Obviously, uh, you know, and some of them have not worked out. So it'll be interesting. They gave him a lot of money. So uh, does he turn out to be, you know, a, a big success or, you know, or does it does it not work out? That'll be right. interesting because it, it has – signing players from Japan has been, you know what I mean, it's kind of a – it's been a little bit of a crap over the last decade. Yeah, you, you never really know, do you? Um, yeah, you don't know. You don't want another Jason Hayward 2.0 or whatever. You know what? It, you it, know, is he still on the team? I haven't even looked at the roster. I just dread it. Is he still I on this team? I believe he is. I believe he is. I have not. Um, it's honest. I, mean, I, I haven't really look. scoured I'm rosters this year, I'm but looking. I'm pretty sure there he's still is. Up. There he is at right field. <laughs> it, it literally is a cockroach, and I don't mean that in a, you know like any other way other than the guy just won't go away. It's just it's always he there. won't go away. And this won't go away. Still him it money. is single-handedly um, the worst signing the Cubs have ever done. I honestly believe. Yeah, that. because you, you at really the time. With the money and what they've had to part with in order to pay that guy who gives you that mu- little, it has to be lost, top three. Had you has not to be. paid him, if you yeah. had not paid him, yeah. you could still potentially have Schwarber. You could uh-huh. have Baez. You could have Chris Bryant. You could yeah. have Anthony Rizzo. You mean you mean a <laughs> you, you mean a pretty good team? <laughs> a good, I don't know if you'd have all of those guys at this point, but you know, I mean, yes, you would all have right. a pretty good team. 
You'd have at least one or two of them still on the club. Probably. Well, a couple weeks ago, man, when we wrapped up our regular season, the Tulane women's basketball team at Wichita, we got a chance to go see your park and drive by it, man. It's a gorgeous facility. When do you guys start playing ball? We start on April 8th, so the day after the big league. Norm, so how it normally works, and uh-huh. for people who follow Major League Baseball, Minor League Baseball, usually Major League Baseball starts about five days before. They like to give them kind of a week on the stage by themselves. Um, also let the players go through waivers and designated for, you know, there's a lot of that roster movement. There won't be any of that wiggle room this year. So we actually start the very next day and, uh, we'll be underway. And I think there's some teams that'll even start the same day as the big league. So, um, it'll be interesting, but no, it's, we're excited. I mean, and, uh, yeah, obviously I'm, I'm glad it's resolved, even though I knew minor league baseball was going to play regardless. It's kind of one of those things you don't want that looming. You know, you don't want to have people saying anything bad about your sport. You know, when there's, you know, when they're fighting over money and bickering over lo- small other issues. I'm looking at the Cubs depth chart right now. Oh my! I'm just. <laughs> yeah, the Cubs just, are in for you know. The one, I mean, the I am. Good thing, oh I my! The, yeah. the one good thing the Cubs have for them is one: the Pirates are in the division. And two, uh, Cincinnati has traded away a lot of its good players. So the Reds are kind of in a... Yeah, explain something to me. Why do I keep seeing that King Griffey Jr. is the highest paid Red? Is that a joke about how they're not paying anybody? (laughs) I think it is because they, you know, they made a little bit of a run there last year. They had some talent. And I think now they've decided, you know, we're going to just trade some guys off and kind of do a rebuild uh, and a reload. And and I... I don't think they're still paying Ken Griffey. There are players out. We always make joke about the Bobby Bonilla deal on July 1st. There are many players that are still getting paid. I can tell you Chris Davis is still being played by Baltimore. Um, I don't know. If, oh, no, no. Here, here it is. Here it is. Money. The Cincinnati Reds, since 2008, the team will pay him $3.59 million. <laughs> Each year until 2024, it currently makes him the sixth highest paid player on the team. That's ridiculous, and that's why they need a salary cap. If three million, <laughs> three million in today's money, if three million makes you the sixth highest paid player on a team, and you no longer play, that is why Max Scherzer. They need a salary cap because that's not fair to Cincinnati's fans. That's not fair to the rest of that team there as well. A guy that's not played since 2008 or whatever it is <laughs> is the sixth highest paid player at three million. I that's mean, crazy. Well, and I don't know how much you followed it, but when the so when the lockout ended a week ago, if you look the executive, the players committee that you know the eight guys that they had in the meetings, they voted. Oh, they went. 8-0 not to approve the mm-hmm. owner's proposal. And then when it went to the masses, they they voted it in. So I kind of think it shows you that the Boris client and, you know, the Max Scherzer, the high-end guy, there's definitely a major disconnect on the players' association side between That's the unreal. high-end players I mean, and the I mean, lower-end players. Dude, the Dodgers have, like, the ball boy makes $3.59 million. I mean, seriously. <laughs> I mean, if Griffey is the sixth highest-paid player? And, and I'm, I'm sitting here th- telling you, you know, as a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, I was happy when <laughs> I heard the, the financial details of Mitch Trubisky's yeah, contract. Yeah, you gave him, like, some sandwiches a, or something. I mean, exactly. $14 million. I was like, all right, that's good. They didn't give up a lot for him. Th- know, think about that. great. If Think it works about out that. great. If it doesn't work out, they can cut them a year from now, yeah. and they won't be in salary yeah. FL. Sixth <laughs> highest paid player. I mean, that, that's okay. You know what? Looking forward to chatting with you, man. Once a week about baseball, and it's here. Spring training games have started. I'll, I guess, I'll catch them online because I can't afford to go to them. But <laughs> at least I can drive by the stadium and honk and yell, "Go Cubs!" Um, go as Cubs. always. Go, yeah. <laughs> they play the Dodgers, by the way, on Sunday. I, I'm trying to convince my wife, maybe, and she's like, no. So we'll see. We'll see who wins that Not negotiation. Be, Dodgers Cubs could be pricey. So have a happy St. Patrick's Day and uh, keep an eye out and see if Jimmy G or whoever else is coming to New Orleans here later today. $96 if I want to sit by the dugout, just letting you know. $96. All right, my friend. Take care, buddy. All right. I'll be keeping an eye on uh, all the football transactions as well. Sounds good. We'll give you an update on the scoreboard. College basketball is round one is underway. There's already been one upset, almost another one. It didn't happen 
We'll uh, recap everything and get you ready. Ross Jackson, our next guest at 2.15. Rest of the way, it is open to you. It's the Sports Hangover in ESPN New Orleans. Sprung from cages on Protect yourself against upsets this March with Bracket Parlay Insurance on FanDuel Sportsbook. Right now, all customers can get up to $25 back each day if your parlay of three legs or more falls just one leg short. I like all chalk in my parlay. I like Auburn covering 16 against Jacksonville State. I like Baylor covering 20.5 against Norfolk State. And I like Gonzaga covering 23.5 against Georgia State all in the opening round. Parlays are great because you can turn a small bet into a big payday. And with cash out, the ball's in your court, so you can close out your bet whenever you want before the game is even over. New to FanDuel? Just sign up with promo code KLRZ. Then you could bet the bracket all tournament long. That's promo code KLRZ on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Must be 21 and over and present in Louisiana. If exactly one leg loses, refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in seven days. NCAA tournament SBK wager required. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-877-770-STOP. Spring is finally here. At Greg LeBlanc Toyota in Homa, we're ready. With truckloads of fresh inventory arriving daily, plus fantastic deals like the all-new redesigned 2022 Toyota Tundra or the fuel-efficient class-leading MPG with Camry and Corolla. Greg LeBlanc Toyota is also giving you top dollar for your trade. Go ahead and shop the inventory online now at GregLeBlancToyota.com. These outstanding deals won't last long. Nope. Greg's got the deals. Shop South Hollywood Road Homa. If your garage door is damaged or destroyed during Hurricane Ida, then you need to call American Garage Door Supplies in Homa today. If you need a dependable repair or professional installation, American Garage Door Supplies of Homa will deliver a level of incredible service for your residence or business. Call 985-633-1623 today or stop by 7424 West Park in Homa and check out the many colors of residential and commercial roll-up doors. Plus, at American Garage Door Supplies of Homa, you'll get your door in just a few weeks, not months. Like us on Facebook, American Garage Doors. What would you say you do here? Sports. Sports. All day long. Hello, sports fans. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. There it is. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. One fifty-two in the afternoon on this Thursday. St. Patty's Day. If you're joining us, appreciate it. If you're not, you're probably out at the block party or enjoying St. Patrick's Day. An absolutely gorgeous day tomorrow. Just telling you now, I kind of know that since I'm leaving early in the morning on a flight, it's going to be yuck. Um, 3 to 10 a.m., actually some severe storms. So kind of plan ahead, watch the news tonight, get the timing of the ones that going to happen when you drop off the kitties, drive in to work, you may want to hold out a bit or kind of plan it what time you want to go. If it's a line, you can maybe sort of time what time it comes through or not, but between 3 and 10 a.m., uh, there's going to be some weather that is moving in. And Margaret Orr tweeted that earlier today. Slight risk of severe storms Friday morning, damaging winds, isolated tornado, large hail, timing 3 a.m. to 10. So just uh, moving west to east, locally heavy rain possible, mainly North Shore, South Mississippi is where it goes. So just keeping that in mind. As we move forward there, let me quickly go over some of the scores. 800-998-1003 if you'd like to chime into the conversation as we keep our watch <laughs> on uh, the Sean Watson. Looked like there was a lot of Twitter, a lot of flurry earlier this morning at the start of the show. Not so much as of yet. So give me a chance to quickly catch you up since you're, I'm sure, listening uh, or wanting to know what some of these scores are here as well. An upset already took place. Michigan, an 11th seed, defeating Colorado State, a 6th seed, 75-63. Providence, defeating South Dakota State. Uh, those Jackrabbits tried hard, but they come up short, 66-57. to That was a 4-13 matchup. Tennessee just getting underway right now. They're up 2-0. Literally, they've played 2 minutes and 50 seconds against Longwood. 
North Fork State taking on Baylor. North Fork State, a 16 seed. They trail 43 to 27. Memphis, I had them actually over Boise State like I did Michigan. This is easily the best start I've had to a bracket in forever. 38-19 is your score. That game is on TNT and it's at the half. 38-19 at the half. Memphis. Next game to get started here will be at 2-10, a 5-12 matchup. Hawkeyes of Iowa are 5. Richmond Spiders are a 12. So we'll keep you posted. Gonzaga, the number one overall seed, 315 on TNT against Georgia State. And 330 Marquette, North Carolina. That's an 8-9 matchup. Tar Heels, the 8th seed there. 800-998-1003 to get you caught up. And then we can kind of get into it here as we go on, opening up the phone lines to you here. Want to hear from Saints fans? Would would it would it make the rivalry better or stronger to have the Sean Watson choose Atlanta? Like, would you hold that against again? I'm sort of like he, he picks him. All right, if he doesn't, he doesn't. I, I I'm kind of different to it to be honest with you. I just you know how I said it on Monday. I'd pass. It's it just seems like a lot, a lot of the stuff that comes with it, and a lot of the the package and all that. And we've had some good phone calls this week, arguing that counterpoint. Hey, what do picks matter? The Saints' last several first round picks haven't been good, but my response to that is, what what if they are? I mean, if you if you're gonna go with first round picks, never pan out. Well, then you know. The Saints have had some pretty good first-round picks. I mean, Lattimore's pretty good, you know. And look, Davenport, never know what he might turn out. I like Peyton Turner. Wouldn't he got hurt last year? Let, let's see what what takes place on that. Um, I would say more often than not, with this organization, they've done a really good job at drafting, and they've done an excellent job of building their team primarily by middle-round picks. So I understand that getting a starting quarterback for the next seven to ten. Is it worth three first-round picks? Well, if you believe he's an elite quarterback, if you believe that he is one of the best in the league, and you could argue he's at least top five in the NFC. There's some this morning debating whether or not he is a top five in the NFL. Some feel, though, he is. Some don't. The AFC is loaded with quarterbacks. Now, again, he didn't play last year. So Herbert and Burrow and Allen and what they've been able to do has a lot of people talking about that. But Russell Wilson going to Denver. You know, I'm looking in the NFC. You got Rodgers. You got Brady. You got Stafford. You want to throw in Dak? What is he not fifth? I, I guess potentially. If he's the same player that he was when he left. All right. Or he last played. And again, depending on the team and the kind of team that can be built around him, which is the second thing that I've been talking about today. Many are probably surprised that Atlanta is in this race as tightly as it is. And if you believe some reports, it's the Saints trying to convince Deshaun Watson not to go to Atlanta. He's leaning that heavily towards it. Per his family and, you know, that's where he's from and all of that. Well, what are you talking about? They're terrible. They're, They're not very good. Calvin Ridley's not there. I mean, Kyle Pitts is, you know, their offensive weapon, but... From their line to their defense, they, they're not built to win now. You throw in the compensation, you're right. But what if you think about it like this? Because it is no competition. The Saints can win, I think, sooner unless Deshaun Watson doesn't play in some games next year. And then, if that's the case, then you're looking at this as a second-year situation. In two years, not this season, but the upcoming one, Atlanta will have $90 million in cap space is what I saw. So they can spend. Deshaun Watson, whether you agree or like it or not, is going to get people to want to go play with him. He's that kind of player. So Atlanta maybe isn't making this move for this year because some fans kind of look at it right now. This year, you see what it is. What if he doesn't play for 10 games? Vanya Mata gets six for PED. Again, whether you agree with it or not, Orlando's called several times. Look, give the man a chance. If he, if he wasn't indicted, then, then we're, I hear you. But we have seen in the past the commissioner levy suspensions for far less 
than 22 civil lawsuits of that kind of allegations. Clearly, the Saints are prepared from both aspects. A, to absorb the hit in terms of compensation. That's been agreed to upon already. It's three first-round picks and likely some players. There's some names I'll start here at the next hour, what we've heard. And then they're completely fine with whatever PR hit, whatever fan base angst there is. And on all-in aspect, the fact that the owner, Gail Benson, flew to Atlanta last night and met personally with Deshaun Watson. That was the second time the team has met with him. I mean, if the person that owns the team who is a female is fine with it, then they're all in, right? Quick break. We've reached the top of the hour. When we come back, Ross Jackson, 215. Your phone calls the rest of the way. Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. Set yourself up for success when planning your next event. Whether it's wedding, festival, Mardi Gras, rodeo, or concert, Joe Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases. Joe Septic Contractors can supply multi-stall restroom, air-conditioned trailers, anytime, anywhere, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Planning a luxury event? Check out their new black tie luxury restroom and shower trailers. Visit Joe Septic at Viscom.net. With locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fouchon, and Abbey. 